Friends in Christ, our church is well decorated, ready to receive the Christ child in the manger. Our sanctuary is welcoming, it's warm, and well cared for as we prepare for the reception of Christ this Christmas. You know, some of my fondest memories as a child are when the boxes would come out in December for the setting up of the house and decorating the tree, putting all the lights in the window, the stockings on the fireplace. Just a wonderful sense of joy that that time of life brings. And only when I grew older, began to appreciate my Christian faith in a very intimate way, if I come to recognize how important it is that we put those lights up, that we we decorate the house well to prepare for the light of Christ to come in and illumine not just our homes, but our souls. It's King David in the first reading this weekend, the second book of Samuel, who's sitting in his well-decorated house, what he calls the house of cedar. It's a palace for the king. But he suddenly is convicted because he realizes that the ark of God is dwelling in a tent, that God had instructed the people of Israel to build a tent that would house the ark and they could move it across the desert. But since they reached Jerusalem, it's remained in a tent. And David wants to make a temple for the ark to dwell in. And Nathan the prophet initially says, do whatever you intend. God is with you. But nonetheless, God says through the prophet, tell David that he was a shepherd boy when I found him. That I'm the one who has established him. He's not going to do something for me. I'm doing something for him. And furthermore, he says, tell David, I will build a house for you. He's talking not about a house of cedar that David will dwell in, but the house that will be his kingdom, his dynasty, the ears on his throne. He goes on to say, Your house and your kingdom shall endure forever before me, and your throne shall stand firm forever. It's one of the most remarkable promises of the entire Old Testament. Ultimately, that the Messiah will come to be as an heir of David and will sit on the throne of the house of David forever. And for some 420 years or longer, there was a king on the throne who was an heir of David. Over four centuries until the Babylonian exile. And so at that time, the king Zedekiah dies without ears to the throne. And there is no more Davidic kingdom. There are no more sons of David ruling over Israel. It would seem as if the promises of God had come to an end and failed. That God's promise of a king to rule over Israel was unfulfilled. Until 
the gospel we listened to this weekend. We hear the angel Gabriel appears to a woman betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he says, you will conceive and bear a son. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father. And he will rule over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. That the promise of the Messiah is fulfilled in the promise made to the Blessed Virgin Mary, that she will bear the eternal Son of God who will rule over the house of David forever. God's promises are true. God decorates the house of David with fidelity, with sacrifice, with renewal, with new life. How are we called to receive that gift of the Messiah in these next few hours as we prepare for the coming of Christ this Christmas? How should we make ready our own lives, not just our homes, to welcome him? I would suggest there are at least three ways we can do that. First and foremost, through true repentance. That we heard two weeks in a row in the Advent season from St. John the Baptist who said, make straight the way of the Lord. That we have to repent of whatever is in the way of receiving Christ with joy. If there's any animosity, any negativity, any unforgiveness, any impurity, anything that could block the way for Christ, we ask for the grace to clear it out and to open our hearts all the more for him. Secondly, and completely united to that, the sacraments of the church, especially the sacrament of reconciliation. This is the sacrament Jesus gives for the forgiveness of sins, for absolution, for new life. And so we bring our sins before the Lord, especially if they be grave. They can only be forgiven in the sacrament of reconciliation, the ordinary means that God gives us for that forgiveness. We bring them before the Lord and we receive that renewal and new life in sacramental absolution. If we haven't had the chance yet to do that, now is the time to ask God for the grace and mercy he so desires to pour out on us. The sacrament of the Eucharist, to be nurtured and strengthened in the body and blood of Christ. And so true repentance, the sacraments of the church, and finally the life of prayer, that daily converse with the Lord, that time that we spend with him intimately in the silence, trying to listen to his voice, responding to his will, so that we might grow to bear the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, fruitfulness, self-control, all the fruits of the Holy Spirit that God wants to decorate our lives with this Christmas season. We ask for the grace to be open 
to these ways that God is preparing us to receive Christ with joy. May we truly come to see that not just our homes, but our lives and our souls are decorated for Christ this Christmas.